was standing in front of Dollar Tree and basically he was such as this, this thing here. All right, we are live for a Tuesday edition of the People's Talk Show. And um, what an interesting day, to say the least. Never a dull moment in the world of chaos <laughs> that is being done deliberately. And what caught my attention this afternoon, evening, and I actually touched on it when I did the live stream this morning, and it was the potential plan of moving nuclear arms to Cuba, pointed at the good old US of A. And man, like they are beating them drums as loud as they can. They definitely want to cause more death, debt and destruction, unfortunately. But nothing uh, other than just, you know, trying to talk our way through it, make sense of everything, of course, a lot of this stuff is beyond our control. The only thing we can do is put in the hands of the good Lord and let him do what he got to do. And uh, at the end, everything will be all right. But it's just along the way, trying to understand, you know, like how dumb could they be to get this close? So we're going to talk about that as well as a few other topics. Looks like Biden has made a decision as to how he wants to respond. <laughs> and so we'll see what that looks like. And then, of course, there's some activity with uh, military assets in motion right now. So we'll see. Don't know. Just uh, want to connect real quick this evening. See what's up with you guys. See how you guys are doing this evening. And as always, want to make sure that uh, you guys get a chance to check out the morning check-in that I did today. Had a good time just uh, going through some hairlines, get some things off my chest early in the morning. Still trying to iron out the kinks as to how the flow will go, but I really enjoyed that. And uh, you know, just experiment on my end, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And more importantly, I need your feedback as to what you guys uh, want to make sure that you're plugging into. So there's no point in doing all this creation if no one's watching. So let me know your thoughts and how I can improve things and we'll make it work from there. Oh, all right. So uh, this wasn't pre-planned. This was more so just a pop up around nine o'clock ish Eastern Standard. And so I wanted to see if I can get some people on here. We'll have a little fun, go back and forth a little bit, see if we get the phone lines opened up, do a little face to face. We'll see where the flow takes us this evening. Not sure. But uh, nevertheless, want to acknowledge a couple of people for blessing with your presence so far. We got It's Your Boy checking in. We got A.A. Ron B. <laughs> we got Bang Chief checking in. Gene checking in. We got T.B. checking in as well. Ed, Blue Water. Appreciate you guys, man, as always. All right. Um, so let's just get right into it, man. I'm not going to waste any time. I want to jump right into it. And so this morning, literally, right when... Um, ending off the live stream earlier i saw something flashing you know i refresh refresh the page and it said warning breaking news i'm like whoa okay like this to me it's, it's pretty big just because when you hear headlines like you know this type of activity hasn't happened in over 62 years first thing that comes to mind is you know okay cold war 2.0 but then again like the technology and what, you know, these guys are using, especially with, with Russia is packing in their Satan one and Satan two 
uh, hypersonic ballistic missiles carrying 15 warheads and all that technical stuff. Like, I don't think Russia had that capability back, you know, back in the day, neither did the USA. So now technology's advanced. Foolishness is, you know, at an all time high. And it's just amazing how the U.S. is itching for a war. Like, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, there is no chance, no chance in my lifetime and in yours that we will have a all an all inclusive government down from the municipalities statewide all the way to the federal government where there wouldn't be a single person itching to go to war it's like it's baked into dc just because of special interests the ngos the military industrial complex these people want bloodshed and it's unfortunate that bloodshed is profitable and so my point is we'll never have true peace when this type of governance model is all that uh, we have to bank on. And so real quick here, thumb through some headlines and then get your guys thoughts on some things. So this came out earlier, uh, right in the midst of my live stream. It says Russia sending nukes to Cuba first time in 62 years. And it's not for certain, but it's, it's, it's more so if, if the U S do this, then we will do that. So, it's all predicated on what the U.S. does. And, you know, I'd imagine the moment that them nukes hits the U.K. soil, you can believe they're going to be sending them nukes to touch the, uh, the Cuban soil. But it says Moscow is reportedly considering sending nuclear weapons to Cuba. It would be the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. Wasn't even around then. I wasn't even around then. Heard a lot about it. But then again, nah, don't play around with stuff like this. And so... Here is some things that's worth talking about. And this is predicated on the response. And so it says U.S. planning to station nuclear weapons in the U.K. amid threat from Russia. Once again, last time I checked, you know, not necessarily pro-Russian, pro-Putin, but I'm, I'm anti-war, anti-deep state, anti, you know, Satanism type activity. But amid the threat from Russia, what threat really has Russia opposed on the rest of the world other than their former countries, Ukraine, Kiev, and all those other places, Crimea, all that stuff, on that's their business. But then again, the U.S. is planning to station nuclear weapons in the U.K. because of a threat. It says missiles could be placed at the RAF, Lake and Heath, and Suffolk in case of potential war between NATO and Russia. What do you mean potential war? It's just potential. They're like these words, they love potential war. I would imagine if we had a true leader to step up. And this is where one of the benefits of having former President Trump, where we didn't have a war under his watch. He disassembled some things, pissed off a lot of the funds to the military, military industrial complex. But then again, he forked those funds over to the pharmaceutical. So it was like, you know, somebody got paid. And so it's unfortunate that we don't have any leadership that can really step up and pursue some type of an amendment, agreement, peace talks or something, given the fact that, you know, we're all sharing the same air that we breathe in the same on the same planet that we live on and they can't find peace. Well, that's no surprise, but it's just in response to this, you get stuff like this. This is from RT says, put nuclear weapons in Cuba, Russian minister, minister, whatever MP said, says Alexei 
I ain't gonna butcher his last name, has suggested that Moscow should deploy missiles in friendly countries. So he's not talking about just Cuba, friendly countries. Remember, like it was about two years ago, or it was a two years ago now, yeah, 2022, 2022, yeah, when um, the whole Russia Ukraine stuff kicked off and Putin made it clear that there's two types of people that has relations with Russia, either friendly or unfriendly. And so the friendly countries, of course, were the BRICS. And of course, now the extension countries are labeled as friendly. So I'm not sure if we talking about putting them in all those countries or was he hinting at just Cuba? But he said Russia should place nuclear weapons in friendly countries near the U.S. in response to Washington's alleged plans to move in uh, to move into its own tactical arms to Europe. It says his comments came after the Telegraph reported on Saturday that the U.S. is looking to deploy its nuclear weapons to the U.K. for the first time in 15 years in order to counter supposedly increased threat from Russia. Okay. You know, last I checked, I I try to scour the airways to get a non-biased approach from different sources and try to make sense of it all. And last I heard, you know, Putin was willing and wanting to sit down, but Zelensky wasn't getting permission from his, his, you know, handlers for any type of talks of peace. So I don't think Putin is really the aggressor, more so in defense of his own region that clearly NATO over the last 60 plus years has made it clear that they will do whatever it takes to further encroach upon Russian borders. And this is when it's really getting serious because they're saying it's the U.S. or it's Russia's aggression. But when you look at other, let me grab some other things here. Uh, Where we got, I got more articles here. I mean, give me one second here. Where'd it go? Where'd my other article go? Give me one second. Nope, where'd it go? That's not it. Uh, Let me grab it. Shoot. Oh, here we go. Sorry. This is the type of activity we're seeing that would, of course, make anybody on, you know, put anybody on on the defensive side when you have people basically preparing for what they have already determined will be a war initiated by who who's the aggressor in all this. It says three NATO countries signed deal to speed up military deployments to the Eastern flank and outside of supposedly helping support Ukraine. What in the world are three NATO countries doing ramping up? What are they ramping up for at whose orders? It says Germany, Poland, and the Netherlands approved a deal aimed at speeding up the process of cross-border movement of troops and weapons along one of the main corridors leading from the North Sea to NATO's eastern flank, reports as of today. NATO's militaries have strengthened their capacity and preparedness since the beginning of the Russia full-scale invasion of Ukraine. While the prospect of war escalated to an all-out clash between the alliance and Russia has so far been averted, there are concerns that the West has not accepted that it may still be a possibility. So the West hasn't accepted the fact that they still want to get in there. And of course, Russia warns of tragic consequences. What does that what does he mean by tragic consequences? So this is out of Russia as NATO troops train near the border. So once again, it's it's, it's all intentional. They're literally pushing in. They're trying to poke the bear (laughs) and they're going to poke the bear at the wrong time. And that bear going to unleash some stuff where ain't no turning back. 
And so it says a foreign ministry official received recently warned of a tragic consequences as 90,000 troops from the North Atlantic Treaty Organization and its partner Sweden train near Russia's borders. Like, and so this is as I try to think this through. I've talked about how over the last several years, how despite the West attempts to aggravate and to piss off and to poke at the bear, all done intentionally, Putin has remained relatively calm based upon all the things done. You got, you got, you know, the Crimea situation, the you know, bridge exploding. We got the pipe oil pipelines being sabotaged by Western forces. We got a variety of things, but yet from what we see, what I hear, what I see on this side, they keep moving forward with their plans of de-dollarizing, getting on with the show. And that's it. That's all they do. But then again, West, West, constantly, constantly, constantly. So at this current moment, you you can't avoid some type of conflict. And now you have 90,000 troops plus in your backyard. So imagine like just the sheer threat that that poses, you know, even as a leader of a country, you know, whether you like them or not, don't matter. Imagine having several million people that, you know, you are over or responsible for in a sense, because you're the president, leader, whatever, how that makes them very uneasy. So it's only so much you can let get away before you have to respond. And, you know, the, the, the reason I decided to live stream with this here is the fact that, you know, where does all this go? You know, I, I really don't think this is just pure hot air bluff. Clearly, you know, it's one of many other distractions out here of things that get our attention. But these are some events you don't play with because in response to this is the fact that they are talking about putting, let me just, you know, they, they're talking about putting like, you know, Satan two potentially hypersonic intercontinental nuclear missiles in our backyard. And, you know, I'd imagine they probably already get, you know, it's probably already some stuff there. We probably got some mini little mini nukes in the country already, but the fact that, you know, it's like a tit for tat. And I was just le- reading some of the description of these things. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's no joke. It is no joke. Uh, the, the Sarmat ICMB measures approximately 116 feet long, weighs 220 tons and carry 15 light nuclear warheads, light, 15 light nuclear warheads arranged as multiple independently targeted re-entry vehicles, meaning a single rocket can hit an array of targets at once. A single rocket. So imagine this thing shooting up in outer space (laughs) and then opening up and then shooting down 15 strategically, precisely where they want that thing to hit. That's just, you know, that's, that's, that's probably the big boy. Hopefully, you know, they're not sending the big boys over there. And of course, some people say, well, the U.S. got something too. Yeah, but I don't really hear much about the U.S. And the U.S. over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, ain't really been concerned with, you know, building out our infrastructure from what we have been told. But they could be sitting on some stuff over there too. But anyway, go. Nobody, nobody wins. Nobody wins. <laughs> nobody wins. The most powerful nuclear missile is a Russian ICMB nicknamed Satan. So this was the first version. This is this is Satan 1. And this is 2022. The other article is 2023. So I guess we'll have to just wait and see. But curious to get your thoughts on that. And then the latest on Mr. Biden. 
It says Biden says he has decided how to respond to the attack to the attack in Jordan. And of course, during this little press conference here, he didn't give any didn't give any insights, just stumbled at some questions. But um, clearly, this has been mapped out well before now. There's no coincidences in the midst of a deliberate, deliberate heist of humanity. And so we just looking at this map here, just looking at this map here, this whole region can be real hot real soon. And on to some more information here. Iran apparently has responded in a variety of news sources. It's reported here from Mario Nafal. Iran to U.S. Attack our soul. It is war. Now, once again, are we sleeping on Iran? Of course, they got sleeper cells already in our country just waiting to be activated. So could the U.S. deliberately be putting all this pressure on them so that they could activate whatever they have let in, but at the border and it was already stationed here well before now. And it's just, you know, my guess, I would assume that the middle East terrorist sales that are either, you know, U S funded or not, whether they are, you know, true Iranian, you know, like certain, you know, sect of, you know, Islam where they're like diehard, you know, you know, strap a bomb to themselves type individuals, They've been here for quite some time now, waiting to be activated. And so I'm thinking like, clearly, I know, and I think you know, and even they know that when it comes to air, you know, airstrikes, stuff like that, because we're already too spread out. You see, you see, you see pictures of the U.S. military bases just basically pointing at Iran from all around. They surrounded Iran. So literally, if something was to pop off like that, they know they couldn't defend themselves and send stuff this way. So that literally tells me they have to have sleeper cells ready to be activated within the U.S. with just a phone call. And think about this. If there was to be some, the activation of some sleeper cells or something like that in this country, where do you think they're going to hit? They're going to hit all the major metropolitan areas. We got New York, D.C., Miami. They might even come to the D. We got L.A. Um, you, you name your places where they would definitely love to have something go off. You know, whether they be, you know, bombs strapped to chests or actually like stuff, you know, stuff already out there. So it's 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 we'll see. But, you know, from this alleged attack on the Syrian Jordan border, the U.S. is already predetermined that they're going to respond to Iran directly. Never to mind, you know, continue to bomb the Houthi fighters. They're taking it to the <laughs> to the bosses of those fighters. <laughs> And without any evidence, without any proof, this is how you know this is a criminal organization. And once again, when a criminal organization is a government, who can stop them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just to give you a little bit more here. It says, Iran has reportedly sent a message via Switzerland that if the Americans make even the slightest attack on our soil, human casualties or not, it will escalate matters beyond repair. So what is beyond repair? Is this guy just talking big and bad? Or are these beyond repair, meaning that ain't no going back to the way things used to be? It says local Arab media reports that the IRGC believes in a few hours the U.S. Army will carry out its response of strikes. We'll see. And then on another note, this is from earlier, from the same individual. I'm not sure where he gets his information from, but he does a good job of putting it out there. It says U.S. military mobilization in Syria, Iraq region, F-35 squadron and missiles 
uh, defense units are reportedly on high alert, full force readiness. And so this is, you know, the source, the source he received it from is the IRCG, meaning Iranian Coastal Guard or whatever they're called. So this is information that he's grabbed from them. And then it says over 30 U.S. military flights detected over Iraq. So either they're, of course, they're still stationed in Iraq. Maybe they're loading up in Iraq, ready to be, you know, sending some stuff out from there. Who knows? But this is just some intel from the ground wherever uh, it, you know, comes from IRCG and everything like that. So um, Tuesday night, man, Tuesday night is interesting because we have the Russia, NATO, you know, tragic consequences. Putin, Russia saying tragic consequences. So that's one conflict. Then we got Biden initiating another one, possibly with Iran. That's two. And, I, you know, clearly, you know, Biden is so concerned with the three lives lost, quote unquote, three lives lost that that's the cover up for this act of war that he might kick off without congressional approval, anything like that. It's we're past that point and our border still wide open and who knows who have come in. So you, you see how things are lining up to, to equal nothing, but just foolishness. But then again, that's what's happening. Okay. Keep it moving. Don't want to bore you guys. Um, this is another interesting update of what's happening in main street. <laughs> PayPal begins more layoffs. So literally, I saw that on the 17th of this month, the CEO came out talking about how good things were and how they're ramping things up. And then what's that? A week and a half, two weeks later, layoffs. PayPal has begun company-wide layoffs, according to multiple reports, including an uh, article published by the information. It says Bloomberg reported today that about 9% of the company or some 2,500 people will be impacted. Nearly one year ago today, the company announced plans to lay off 2,000 employees or about 7% of its workforce. And so one thing about, I, I saw a chart. Let me see, I saw a, I saw a chart. Let me see here. That was just downright spooky. I mean, it was a very detailed, long, it was a long list of, layoffs that have taken place within the last couple of weeks. And we're just in the first month. Let me see if I can find it. Cause I, it was so long. I didn't even get done reading it. It's companies on there that I even know was laying off and I'm going to see if I can find it and re repost it. But I mean, the list just goes on and on. It was a, well, let me see who did that. Um, where did it come from? Ah, oh, like maybe I got to find it. Uh, let me see, just scrolling real quick to see if I can find it because it was ex quite extensive. But I'll find it and I'll pass it forward and we'll go from there. But I talked a little about this early, earlier. UPS, and I've seen several people, you know, highlighting the same thing and, and how, you know, it was great news. Was day of celebration back in August when they got uh, pay raises. But then pay raises drive up cost of operations and then, like it says here, the company has stated that they are looking to cut one billion of annual costs and annual costs includes payroll. And so 12,000 jobs will be no longer. And so, yeah, not a good day. But then again, as always, depending on how it's perceived, you know, a temporary setback can be a setup for a bigger blessing, depending on what you're doing and what you're looking for. And then my last little article here, then I opened the phone line says Denver struggling to stay afloat, <laughs> facing pressing budgetary concern after 
arrival of 38,000 foreign invasion immigrants. Got to be more correct with that. And so just, you know, every city, you know, these sanctuary cities, boy, they want it. They got it. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what's happening, man. Uh, but this nuclear stuff is nothing to play around with because, you know, once you go that way, you never go back. You ain't no returning. Ain't no returning. Okay. But as always, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. You know, as of right now, it's talk. It's all talk. It's all mainstream scare tactics until. So let's just, you know, stick between scare tactics and let's stay away from until and let's enjoy life and be blessed and, you know, do what we got to do in the meantime to enjoy this gift called life and uh let's do it to the best of our ability so with that being the case people let's talk um where did i miss it what did i leave out what should i include it this is your time to let your voice be heard and as always let me uh move some things around on my side here make sure so you guys can see the phone number and if you've been a part of community for any amount of time i'm sure you know the phone number uh, by now and then also if you look in the description there's the link for the face-to-face, and that is the opportunity for you to join me and share your thoughts directly and uh, put your journalism skills to work or whatever your expertise might be. And so outside of what's being given to us, there's always room to you know add feedback as well as add solutions. And that's where like I always talk about in the past, like getting to some solutions, but it, it's hard to make, it's hard to make, you know, all the solutions that come to my mind are, you know, single, individual, first, get your house in order, yada, yada, yada type of, you know, solutions when it comes to national, public, nationwide solutions. I'm running a little low <laughs> just because literally, I, I would, like I said last night, if 98.99% of the masses believe what they're told initially off the initial story, don't question nothing, believe everything is hunky-dory, you know, how can you get those people to take action? They don't know if they're, they don't, they don't know anything about taking action just because everything is probably hunky-dory in their, in their world. So, but we'll see. Let's get some calls in here. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Believe everything. Oh, one, how you doing? one second. How you doing, my friend? What's going on with you? Good, man. How you been? Oh, I'm doing good, my friend. Doing good. Doing good. Keep my head above water, staying blessed, and trying not to be depressed. <laughs> You're working hard, man. I appreciate it. All the hard work you're putting in here lately. Appreciate you, my man. What's going on with you? Hey, man. Um, this whole nuclear thing, that ain't really what we're talking about, man, because, I mean, if you studied what they had back in the 70s, 60s, 80s, I mean, they got enough bombs to blow the world up times a thousand. Right. And these new hyper this, hyper that, you know, if they if the phone starts blowing off nukes, even if they're tactical nukes, that's gonna escalate real quick. The only thing we gotta one thing we really gotta prep for, our soul. Hundred percent. Hundred percent in order, we're good to go. I don't wanna I don't wanna live in a, a you know, a post nuclear world and I don't think most people do it, you know. When I was a kid, they were building bunkers in the 60s. I was born in 53, mm-hmm. Cuban Missile Crisis. My neighbors were building bunkers. You know, they were going to hit Wright Pat and uh, Dayton and DCSC, and they had bombs then. Mm-hmm. They said three bombs to take out Ohio. 
in 1962. Mm-hmm. So forget about what they got now. If that goes off, we're done. But how is all? How are they going to get all these wars going when they have this ability to knock out everyone's electrical grid? I mean, if you had any inclination that someone was going to hit you with a nuke or a serious, you know, war of, of any type, aren't we going to start playing them computer games and knocking out people's uh, uh, power grid? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would I would hope that they would resort. I hope that they would resort to that rather than you know taking it to the to the to the end game. You know, what I'm saying for humanity type of thing with that nuclear stuff. So I, I, I would I would wish that they'd even talk about transporting nuclears and station them here and station them there. And but then again, like I mean, it's it's, it's just when things get desperate, man. And it looks like I ain't gonna say there's no options on the table, but. You know, that should be the last straw that should never be brought up just because, you know, nobody's grandchildren are going to be happy with that. Like your, your unborn grandkids ain't going to be upset. So <laughs> but once again, I'm just hoping this is all just public theater, you know, just, you know, bread and circus like that. People love to say. And this is all just talk. These 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 these, these live streams will absolutely mean nothing two, three, four years from now because everything will be hunky dory. That'd be my wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if. if- there's no sense of worrying about the nukes because if that goes off, we're all toast. Oh, yeah. So in the meantime, you know, I think people need to be focusing on the grid going down or, the, you know, the food supply, the regular old prep and stuff, you know. Yeah. We can get into that. Gold and silver ain't going to do us any good, you know, with nukes. Nothing's going to do us any good except right. being right with God. So <laughs> to me, that's not really worth talking about. So, but anyway, you know, it's, it's hard to... Um, Go on with your life and enjoy the blessings. You know, I'm down at the beach right now, sitting in a penthouse condo. I'm down mm. here for two and a half months. Mm. I'm doing everything I can do. I got sunburned today. <laughs> there you go, man. I was, <laughs> hey, I was just, a, I was literally just today. Like, man, I, it's been a minute since I did so. I ain't did nothing in the new year yet. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put something on the radar for myself, man. Man, I like how that sounds. <laughs> hey, uh. I appreciate how we're hard working, Mike, and I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, for my sure. condolences on the Lions. You know, I got a conspiracy theory on that. A couple of boys dropped some passes there, fourth down, and hit them right in the hands. I'm like, oh, conspiracy, man. They, they had them dudes paid off. Hey, man, you get you get 200 grand for any fourth down pass you drop. <laughs> now it was it was it was it was a, wasn't a three. It was three straight passes where to just. Butterfingers, like you know, everything was smooth before. So I don't know if it's the pressure they choked or something greater than that, but. It was entertaining, you know, and I'm happy that my boys got there. And what's funny is I'm not a much of a football fan, but I'm just happened to be in Detroit. So I was been forced to I've been forced to watch bad football all my adult hill life. So it's good to see them at least wince, partially win something. Man, I so. Was so mad. I was I mean, what a story for Detroit. I was pulling for them guys, man. They had a great year. They had a great team. But you know, I'm a I'm from Columbus, Ohio mm-hmm. and I'm a Buckeye fan. And, you know, I started thinking about that. I said, man, if the Wolverines win the national championship mm-hmm. and Detroit wins the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to move or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, enjoy your trip, right, man. Right. Appreciate you. I'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it would have been something special, man. You know, and, and I know it's all entertainment, but that's a good – well, it's – okay, so it's one thing to live – in a world where you're only consumed with entertainment, i.e. sports, gambling, all the vices that, you know, tend to, you know, overcome man, rather than like, you know, using entertainment as an escape because you got your head down, doing what you got to do, trying to build, grow, whatever. Take the day off and go get some entertainment. 
everybody needs it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs it. All right, what else we got here? Um, it's all rigged by numbers, Jamatra. Um, yeah, so I, I've, I've, you know, I, I, once again, I unfortunately, man, like that's an area that I haven't dived into. I, I, people say, hey, Mike, follow him, check him out, check these numbers out. People send me stuff, and I see, I see numbers on the screen, man. But I, I, I'm not one to put it together, even though I know numerology is extremely important, it's biblical at that. But then again, it's like, ah, yeah, you know, just that's a skill and an expertise that I'll leave to somebody else. So if we got any uh, experts out there that are able to decipher through numbers and want to come on the show and drop some knowledge. Hey, I'm open. That's how I learned. So hit me up. Uh, all pro sports are rigged. Jay, I don't doubt it, man, especially after this past week in basketball, I've seen 73, 62, 60, 50. I'm like, these guys are skilled, but they, you know, like, I mean, the skill sets are high, but no defense, no whistles being called referees. Let, I mean, it just, it's entertaining, but you know, it literally left me thinking, like, man, come on now, like, come on, you know, how many guys gonna drop numbers like that? You got a beat seventy, then Luca seventy three, and you know, it's not ha- this has never happened in, in in basketball history before. This type of num- this type of productivity from players. Uh, we got hello, Carlos. Where we calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. How you doing, brother? CB, doing good, my friend. What's in your mind? Uh, I do do mantra. What you got? Give me some numbers there. Put some numbers together. Put some put some modern numbers together for me. I, 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 uh, it was supposed to be the magenta effect, but they've gotten away from that. It's the Swifty now. The Swifty? What are you talking it's, about? It's the, yeah, it's the Swift KC. You know, Taylor Swift didn't have oh. any problems until she couldn't. Taylor Swift didn't have any problems until she couldn't sell the tickets in uh, California, and then all of a sudden she starts hanging out in Kansas City. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to it. But, but no, I was, what I wanted to do is, is talk to you, not, not necessarily, just make a statement on uh, your questionnaire that you had today on, on in the uh, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the military uh, calling to see if um, uh, who they're going to call up and if they can call anybody up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, now that we're in the age that we're in, mm-hmm. the military will not call anybody up. Uh, I've got it on good authority that contractors are being paid in order to do the dirty work, and they're being paid really well. Yeah, I don't doubt that. That'd and be. so that that's the avenue that they'll be using in order to, you know, get into these other countries, which which makes more sense rather than hiring a bunch of people that, that uh, as fodder and go send them out there to, to get killed. And then they have to explain that to the parents of a child that just got killed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't, they don't want that. They, they much rather hire a contractor for hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to go out there and drive a gas truck <sighs> and do damage to the country that way. Yeah. And then when he accidentally dies or some, his gas truck blows up, then they can say, we didn't know anything about it. He was just an independent contractor out there working. Yeah, yeah. Now watch this. So th- yeah. that, that contractor approach definitely is legit. But yet, say if we actually get into something that's drawn out and like, you know, like so Ukraine and like Ukraine and Russia, from what we hear, you know, like you, Ukraine, they've ran out of citizens. So they start, you know, dragging, you know, they, they, you know, old men now can enlist and they just start snatching cats and saying, if you're a citizen, you have to put in some time from what we're told. And then even in Russia, they're incentivizing people 
to enlist and then making it like, you know, reduce your crime sentence. We're releasing prisoners. You know, you go give me two years and we wipe your slate clean and that type of stuff. If it's drawn out, then what, in but your they, opinion? They're, they're going to have to pay you, though. They're going to have to pay you to do that, right? I mean, you, they're I just going to snatch you up off the street and you're going to hold a gun, right? You get a salary, but then comparing the fact you're probably going to lose your life, I mean, it's like, you know, what a dollar sign is really worth it. So it's not like you really have an option because if you don't go, you're going to get prison. You're going to get, you know, get, you're going to get put in prison or something. So. No, you do the, you do the Ali thing. Mm. Ali got out of the draft. Yeah, I'd but imagine. Here's, here's, here's to your point though. Here's to your point saying that, that, that uh, they, the payment ain't nothing. Yeah. But they got to pay you. Right. But right now we're spending a trillion dollars every three months. We are blowing a hole in every budget we have. <laughs> How are they going to snatch hundreds of thousands of men and pay them $2 an hour to go fight some war that they don't even want to fight? They ain't got enough jails if enough people say no. Yeah. That's why the contractor is a much better resource for them yeah. than to say, let's draft. Right. Okay, so... No doubt, and I, I, you know, saying I hope that's the case. I hope there is no drive. I hope there is not one. But I think when desperate times call for desperate measures, and you can hire the biggest and the baddest contractors that got you know Navy SEAL experience and they got previous military experience, you can call some old vets back, and okay, then once you know, say for example, if it's drawn out and your best are no longer, then what? Then then you either like get desperate and send some things flying and land, and we all go kapoof, or you go get babies that are innocent and just, you know, some more bodies to put out there in hopes one of them do something good. You know, like these cats don't love, they don't, they don't, they, these politicians, they don't love, they, they don't love our, our their country. They don't love their damn people. They damn sure don't care about anything but their pockets. So, uh, you know, another couple kids sitting somewhere is point. not a problem. What? You missed my point. Yeah, give it to me. They are paying, they are paying independent contractors. I didn't say skilled contractors. They're paying <laughs> independent contractors. Yeah. Somebody that is homeless on the street, mm -hmm. needing money mm -hmm. to go and over, they'll send you a plane, drop you off. Yeah. Here's your truck, go blow it up, here's, and they'll do that for six months. Man, there's people that paid off their houses, bought new land. Yeah, and this has been going on for a while. Yeah, I, I don't doubt. I, it. I told you, I, I I say this on good authority. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So this has been going on for a while, and that's the route that they're going because it's a lot easier to say, well, we had a, a 30 guys die in, in Jordan, mm -hmm. and, and then they show, you, they show you three punk kids that, that are, if you look up their pages, they're 50 years old. Those are 19-year-old kids you put up. Yeah. But these people are 50 and 60 years old. Why are you putting up 19-year-old faces and these kids are older than that? They were contractors. Mm. Okay, that's that's it. That's another perspective, man. Mr. TB, I appreciate it, dog. All right, brother. I'm going to let somebody else get in. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah, interesting, interesting perspective there. Definitely. Um, yeah, man. Contractors. And... Yeah, so, so if the U.S. is willing to do it, it's good to say it's happening in Europe. And I'd imagine the UN also have paid contractors. And I've seen some video footage throughout the last year or two of the UN being stationed in Canada, as well as Chinese troops training in Canada. And you got a good chunk of that Canadian land that's in uninhabited, uninhabited, you know, in the middle of the of the continent. So 
it's good to say there might be more forces training up there because the Canadians, you know, all in all, overall, Canadians are, you know, they're they're not really fighters. They're more soft, you know, not no knock on my Canadian, you know, viewers out there, but y'all ain't about that, you know, gr- you know, grit and grind. So like the chance of them pushing back apart from the trucker convoy, which is the, which was a, a nice movement, like all that land up there could literally be occupied right now with foreigners training for activation and to literally just it's your one plane, your hour plane ride down south into the U.S. onto U.S. soil. Worst case, you know, push come to shove. And but the fact that China owns a good chunk of land, it's good to say they probably got activity, you know, on a sneak in those lands as well. So we never know who's here, who's willing to fight. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a no win situation for nobody because all along are. And somebody says, "Why don't you call your representatives?" I would imagine. Most of the representatives don't know about much in reference to what's going on on a bigger scale. And out of fear of losing their job, they'll be willing to take that risk of not being reelected than they would be of trying to step up and step out for their constituents. I just don't, you know, some are different, but in, in general, they'll never get, an, they'll never be enough senators, representatives of any kind to really, really push back and get stuff done. Well, we're, we're witnessing that now with this potential response on Iran. And it was supposed, supposedly the Houthis. So why not, you know, just bomb the Houthis even more? Why are they taking it to Iran? Other than the fact that that's what they want to do all along. Crooks, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. I'm sure Kim Jong-un don't want to be left out of none. So he might jump in on something. Kim Jong-un told me he won't be the one to nuke America. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about North Korea. I'm sure they waiting for something to pop up. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know this, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Iran and uh, Kim Jong-un got a little pack going on. And on, on another front, you know, let me share something with you. Uh, uh, where was it? Let me see. I put this in a telegram, I think. Uh, there's more, there, you know, more concerns that would really, uh, here, here's an interesting article here, man, uh, that would be very bad for the federal reserve system, swift system, the dollar and all their liabilities, which we consider our assets. Um, here is a article. It says the EU moves toward using profits from frozen Russian assets to help Ukraine, but slowly. So literally they're in the process. Now this came out today. They're in the process of trying to figure out the legal aspect of which they're going to use some of Russia's funds to support Ukraine because the U S has dialed back on supporting them. And even Macron has stepped up talking about the need for other nations to let me find that article. Uh, let me see here. Here we go. <laughs> Here's another little, uh, oh, hey, give me a second. Here. I got so many tabs open. Shoot. Give me one second here. I'll get, I'll get back to this one in a second, but here is the cry for more aid. EU must defend Ukraine, even if U.S. reduces military support, Macron says. And so French president says future security architecture of Europe could no longer be settled by the U.S. and Russia. 
So he's out here pleading for more funds. And so Brussels, European Union nations have decided to approve an outline deal that would keep in reserve, excuse me, the profits from hundreds of billions of dollars in Russian central bank assets that have been frozen in retaliation of Moscow's war. I love how they say Moscow's war. They always demand a word, the way they, the way they verbalize things, just it, it, it formulates the narrative that they want to bring people, brainwash people with over time. It says a tentative agreement reached yesterday still needs formal approval, but is seen as a first step toward using some of the 200 billion euros in Russian central bank assets to EU to help Ukraine rebuild. And watch this. We know that BlackRock has form, has become the leading institution that will be used to fund the rebuilding process. <laughs> so if they take, you know, a couple of these billions, funnel it to through back BlackRock, everybody get their cut, everybody get their they, they cut off top. Say if they took, you know, say out of this 216 billion, they took 16. By the time it reaches all the hands of everybody who's getting in on this, you know, Ukraine would be lucky if they get 8 billion. <laughs> That's how many billions will be taken off the top. Big guy, and no, <laughs> and mind you, <laughs> mind you, the big guy <laughs> has to get here still. It's good to say the big guy is still getting paid well beyond his presidential salary. You know, <laughs> but anyway, this is just like, okay. So my point is they made it clear that if you touch these funds, like we're going to escalate this financial reallocation, this monetary restructuring process and it will be the final straw that the world, China. So let me let me share with this with you real quick. Give me one second here, because it gets better. Um, let me show you all the nations that have no choice to opt out of whatever foreign reserves you have in dollars. Uh, let me see here. Du, 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 du. Uh, let me get this here. So here is, let me see if I can get this right. So these countries here, these countries are, uh, let me see here. Conflict, no officials brought against country. Uh, okay. So these, these are the countries that have some type of, sanction or the u.s is imposing something on them and so all the countries in red are the you know cuba venezuela we got russia china china is like on you know they're on a naughty list we got iran we got syria we got afghanistan if i'm not mistaken we got uh not tanzania i'm not sure what the country this is we got Whatever this country is, Indonesia. I don't know what country this is over here. I don't know what the country that is. <laughs> and then we got we got all these countries in red that are like you know, no no transaction. You can't do nothing on a SWIFT system. And then they go down from there. We got uh, persons contributing to the conflict and, de and and destabilization of countries. So there's people on the saint. There's people on the sanction list in these yellow boys here. And then it goes on down. Uh, former sanctions. So the blue countries are former sanctions. And then we got. Uh, persons uh, undermining country's sovereignty in the blue and uh, not blue. There is, I can't think of it off the top of my head anyway, but 
my whole point is like every country in the red on this map, it's a no brainer. You're screwed. Move on. And then that's what they're doing now. So all these countries in red are definitely working out ways to connect with the M bridge, which I talked about earlier with the, um, Dubai or not Dubai, but UAE making their first transaction intercross border payment to China via the Enbridge with their CBDC. And so the, I, I did Enbridge talk a while ago, but um, it, it just stuff is being built out while the West is literally playing bully to the rest of the world. People are getting fed up. And if those Russian funds don't make it back home to their original owners, which is the Fed, but make it back to their temporary owners and in, in, in Russia, then I would imagine, you know, not only would that like be a straw that would break the camel's back, i.e. the dollar's back, but every nation from beyond that point, what point are you, what point would you have doing business, holding somebody else's liabilities, especially given that it's 1 trillion is coming probably eventually every damn month at some point. So yeah, that's just what's happening, man. Uh, when the money becomes a weapon, it's no longer, Yep. When the money, when the weapon, when the money becomes a weapon is no longer considered money. Yeah. And it could take one, take one step further. When the currency becomes a weapon, we damn sure know it ain't no, ain't no money. <laughs> oh man. Keep it moving. What else we got here? Uh, did I miss any calls? Nope. I didn't miss any calls. All right. So that been the case, we're going to call this short. I didn't get no call. I didn't know face to face tonight. Guess you guys might be worn out. <laughs> from the live stream earlier and today, but I'm going to try to do it tomorrow again, get up and, uh, you know, get my, I, I, I was going to share my, some of my devotional. So I'm going to start doing that as well. Start off uh, the morning streams with a little bit of the word, the good word, and then uh, jump into some of the, you know, trending topics on the internet. Cause it seems like X, X or Twitter, a formerly Twitter is the primary resource where you can get stuff where people globally can input data in real time from the farmer situation all the way to what's happening at the border video footage. So yeah. What's the point in watching like who really watches CNN Fox, whatever, other than just for like, you know, sound bites, but yeah. Jenny Yellow told him to do it. Yeah. They got no option. I mean, literally like the whales drying up or the U S is being forced to prioritize where they're going to send these funds, especially that stuff escalates, especially if we go to to Iran. It won't be it won't be good at all. But anyway, all right, my good people, I uh, appreciate you for blessing me with your presence. If you have not, hit that thumbs up button for me one time before you get up out of here. Show your love for the channel. And the most important thing is what I'm trying to figure out is how to, you know, get this type of information, alternative speak, alternative free thought that allow people to critically think into the hands of other people. And so if you guys take these videos, share them, invite people to the channel so they can hang out with us. That's how we'll, you know, reach one, teach one type of situation. So if you guys feel so led to do that, feel free to share the videos that'll definitely help out and it'll help reach more people and get people plugged in so they can have a choice in what information they want to receive, whether it be lamestream or some of that other stuff, the alternative media stuff. So anyway, I'm not going to rant anymore. Appreciate you as always. Be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys later. Peace.